If you'll join me in our prayer for illumination. Saving God, source of our calling, your word is full of power and glory. Pour out your Holy Spirit upon us so that we may receive your grace and live as your beloved children. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Our Old Testament reading is taken from uh, 1 Samuel uh, chapter 3, verses 1 through 20. That can be found on page 215 of your Pew Bible. Now the boy Samuel was ministering to the Lord under Eli. The word of the Lord was rare in those days. Visions were not widespread. At that time, Eli, whose eyesight had begun to grow dim so that he could not see, was lying down in his room. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord where the uh, ark of God was. Then the Lord called, Samuel, Samuel, and he said, Here I am. Uh, and ran to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. But he said, I did not call. Lie down again. So he went and lay down. The Lord called again, Samuel, Samuel, get up. And, and he got up, and Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. But he said, I did not call you, my son. Lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord and the word of the Lord um, had not been revealed to him. The Lord called Samuel again a third time, and he got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. Then Eli perceived that the Lord was calling the boy. Therefore Eli said to Samuel, Go lie down, and if he calls you, you shall say, Speak, Lord. For your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. Now the Lord came and stood there, calling as before, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening. Then the Lord said to Samuel, See, I am about to do something in Israel that will make both ears of anyone who hears it of uh, tingle. On that day, I will fulfill against Eli all that I have spoken concerning his house from beginning to end. For I have told him that I'm about to punish his house forever for the iniquity that he knew because his sons were blaspheming God and he did not restrain them. Therefore, I swear to the house of Eli that the iniquity of Eli's house shall not be exploited by sacrifice or offerings forever. Samuel lay there until morning. Then he opened the doors of the house of the Lord. Samuel was afraid to tell the vision to Eli. But Eli called Samuel and said, Samuel, my son. He said, here I am. Eli said, what was it that he told you? Do not hide it from me. May God do so to you and more also. If you hide anything from me of all that he told you. So Samuel told uh, him everything. 
and hid nothing from him. Then he said, it is, the, it is the Lord, let him do what seems good to him. As Samuel grew up, the Lord was with him and let none of the words of his words fall to the ground. And all Israel from Dan to Beer uh, Sheba knew that Samuel was a man worthy prophet of the Lord, uh, was a trustworthy prophet of the Lord. The Lord continued to appear at Shiloh, for the Lord revealed himself to Samuel at Shiloh uh, by the word of the Lord. And the, and the word of Samuel came to all of Israel. Here ends our Old Testament reading for today. Our second reading this morning comes from the Gospel of John in chapter 1. We'll be reading verses 40 through 43 through 51. I invite you to listen for the word of the Lord for us today. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, follow me. Now, Philip was from Bethesda, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, we have found him about whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus son of Joseph from Nazareth. And Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. When Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him, he said of him, Here is truly an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael asked him, Where did you get to know me? And Jesus answered, I saw you under the fig tree before Philip called you. Nathanael replied, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. And Jesus answered, Do you believe because I told you that I saw you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, Very truly I tell you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. Sisters and brothers, this is the word of the Lord spoken for you. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, as we take a moment to reflect upon your word, help us to hear and to know your word. Guide us in our understanding and in our knowing that the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our God, our rock, our creator, our redeemer, and our sustainer. Amen. I was nine years old. The start of my fourth grade year. We had just moved into town off of the reservation where we had been living since my parents moved there when they were first married and throughout the first nine years of my life. Started the fourth grade. And my parents wanted me tested for the gifted program at school, which I had been a part of um, at the elementary school in Window Rock on the reservation. And as my parents went to the school to request the testing, the school responded simply and firmly, no. It was a waste of time and resources 
because as the principal told my parents in front of me, no kid that ever came off the reservation ever amounted to anything anyway. I was 13 years old, living in Gallup, New Mexico, and 2020, y'all know that program, 2020? Ran a national special on my hometown. A community gripped by poverty and all that comes along with it, along with the reality of being a border community on a, the edge of a dry reservation, a situation we know all too well within the, with the community of white clay here in Nebraska. The name of the special? Drunk Town USA. I went to a gathering of other kids about my age in another place. I think it was a camp. And another kid at camp asked if I was an alcoholic. Because of course I was. I came from Gallup. And the only people that lived there were drunk. Because it was Drunk Town USA. I was a teenager, I was a young adult, I was a 30-something attending a national conference and I hear incredulity that people who live in trailer parks could possibly be valuable members contributing to the life and the ministry of their church. I hear people laugh and talk disparagingly about those people who live in trailer parks. I read stories in the newspaper about anthropology students coming here to Lincoln to study trailer park communities as if they're some unexplored culture or civilization that we have no concept of that's so far removed from normal American experience. And I think of the warm, loving home that I grew up in, that my parents still live in, that I, for the longest time, insisted on calling a mobile home, and the community it sits in a mobile home court because of the hurt that I felt and still often feel when I hear the term trailer park trash. If you can't tell, I've always deeply identified with this gospel story today. Where Nathaniel, when he hears the, the, the telling about this man, Jesus, son of Joseph, who happened to come from Nazareth, questions rather incredulously, can anything good possibly come out of Nazareth? It seems as if Nazareth was clearly not the most respected of locales, and not much was expected of its residents. Now, I don't know why. Perhaps it was more impoverished than other communities of its size in the area. Perhaps it's because there were some rather unsavory characters that had been reared there and had done some things in the history. I, I don't know. Perhaps it was just the general prejudice that one community will have for another. I mean, do we really understand why there's such animosity between communities that develop as bitter rivals? 
Whatever it was, Nazareth was clearly the kind of place that people were not expecting anything good. Anything good. Let alone the long-awaited Messiah that was promised by Moses and the law and all of the prophets to come out of. This wasn't one person. This must have been, the way that it is reported in the Gospel of John, it must have been a common understanding of a place like Nazareth that nothing good could possibly come out of there. And so there were those who weren't really even interested in meeting Jesus or hearing what he had to say because after all, what good could possibly come out of a place like that with those people coming from that kind of situation. And when Nathaniel asks that question, he is simply told, come, see. Do you doubt that any good could come out of a place like Nazareth? Come and see. Do you doubt that any person coming out of a place like Nazareth has any good in them? Do you have that question? Come and see and meet this man. Set aside your expectations and your prejudices and come and see. Come and see what God is doing, even in a place like Nazareth. In so many ways, sisters and brothers, that's the point, the place like Nazareth. Jesus wasn't born to a grand family in a grand location in a palace. Jesus wasn't raised in the lap of luxury with the finest goods that money could provide. No, he was born in a stable in Bethlehem in Roman-occupied Judea. He was raised as a carpenter's son in Nazareth. God chose this. God chose this. God chose to incarnate incarnate God's own self to come to this place, to these people in this time, to turn the world and our expectations upside down and upend our preconceived ideas and notions about what God can and cannot do and what God is or is not doing. Come and see the amazing thing that God is doing. And this man that has been promised by Moses and the law and all the prophets that we have been yearning for Come and see and know that God is good. Come and see. Sisters and brothers, I shared my own stories this morning and the hurt that wells up in me. Because I want to share with you the reality that there are those in this world who will try to tell you that there is nothing good that can come from any of us, from from you, from me, from this place, from that place. There will be those in this world who don't want to believe that any good can come from you, where you are from, what your background is, who your family is or isn't. 
your class, your status, your race, your ethnicity, your gender, your orientation, your educational level, what you have done in the past and mistakes that you have made or choices that were the right choice in the time and the place in which you made them but were difficult and painful and perhaps were made in circumstances where there was no right choice, only less wrong choices to make. There are people who will look at you and ask, can any good possibly come from there and not want to believe that you have anything good to do or to say or to put into this world? And quite frankly, sisters and brothers, you may look at yourself in the mirror and ask that same question. For all these reasons and so many more, you may look in the mirror and say to yourself, I'm not good enough. I'm not important enough. I'm not whatever enough to do any good in this world. So why even try? What good can come from me? What good can come from this place? What good can come from this The response, come and see. Because friends, God does come to turn our world upside down in beautiful and amazing ways. God comes out of these places and resides in these places and dwells in these places because God is there. Good does come out of the people in these places and resides in the people in these places and dwells in the people in these places because God is in these people. God doesn't look at the places and the circumstances and the situations in this world and see places that nothing good can come out of. God doesn't look at people and see people that with, are without with redemption or people that nothing good can come out of. No, whether or not we expect it, God's work is being done in every place and in every corner of the world. God's presence is known in every place and in every corner of the world. Amazing things are happening in the most unlikely of places and the most unlikely of people. You and me and all of us and all of God's children because God looks at us and sees so much more than the world could possibly ever see. God looks at you and sees the person that God created you to be a beautiful creation, a reflection of God's very own image into this world. God looks at you and sees nothing but sheer, raw potential to do God's good in this world. Can any good come out of that place? Can any good come out of you? Come and see and trust and know that because God is in these places and those places, because God is in us and these people and those people, whoever they might be, when the world compels us to ask, to debate, to, to question, can any good come from Nazareth? Come and see. Let us let go of the ways of the world 
Let us let go of the vision that the world would have us see others with. Let us let go of the prejudices and the expectations and the the preconceived notions that time and culture and relationships have put on us in our past. And let us embrace the idea that God calls us from every time and every place to sit together at the table in the kingdom of God and to love and to live and to work together to achieve God's purpose in this world. Each and every one of us come and see and know that God is working in every corner of the earth. God, God's good is happening in every place. It is not something that we take to places. It is something that is in places and is spilling out over into the rest of the world. God's love is being known and being shown in and to every person. God is there. God is here. And so can any good come? Come and see and know the goodness of God that is in us and is in all of creation and is in all of God's children. Let us pray. Gracious, loving, and merciful God, help us to know Help us to embrace and help us to see you and your good in this world. Help us to love each and every child, each and every brother and sister, each and every beautiful creation, marvelous reflection of you in this world. Help us to come and to see the goodness and the good that you do in us and in all the world. We pray that we may see and know your presence. We pray that we may see and know your peace and your healing. And we pray that we may see and know you as your spirit weaves in and through all of us, granting us your peace, guiding us in your way, showing us your love each and every day. We pray all these things in the name of your Son, our Lord, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever.